Hi, it's Tiffany from Talk Tea Speech. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk Tea Podcast. This is episode 13. Today, we are talking about what to look for in an SLP and why you shouldn't settle for less than these qualities. So before we even dive into all of that and all the qualities that you should be looking for in a speech therapist, I want to go over what we actually do, um, especially for new parents who have heard of speech pathologists or are we speech therapists or, you know, what's the difference when I say speech language pathologist versus speech therapist or all the different nicknames that we have. So first off, those names that I mentioned, SLP, speech-language pathologist, speech-therapist, speech-language therapist, they can all be used interchangeably. Sometimes it just changes from country to country or even just personal preference of the speech pathologist. See, I just said speech pathologist, but sometimes I'll say speech therapist. Sometimes I just change it up based on what I'm writing or what I'm saying in the moment. So uh, you may hear me use that interchangeably as well. I use SLP a lot. It's just the easiest for me. Um, Speech language pathologist is what SLP stands for. So moving forward, that is what we'll be talking about. Okay, so what does a speech language pathologist actually do? We have such a broad scope of practice, so it's important for us to educate others on what we actually specialize in so that people can recognize if they need to reach out to us. So if I were to give you a textbook definition of what a speech therapist is, I would say that we are professionals who deliver high quality evidence-based services to individuals across the lifespan. So from birth to three years of age, we have our children in early intervention. Then we have our school age population all the way up to high school, college. We have our adults and then all the way up to the geriatric population. So we really work across the lifespan. And our services encompass communication, feeding, and or swallowing concerns. So within communication, we have speech production, language, fluency, cognition, voice, resonance, and hearing. So it's a a lot that goes into this field, which is why it's so important that you get a feel for what we actually do so that you know when it's the appropriate time to reach out to us. And then for my SLPs listening, always be advocating for what we do so that we can make an impact on more people. If they don't know what we do, there's no way that they can reach out for that support. So I know I kind of just breezed by all of those areas of practice that we practice, (laughs) but I want, want to give you an idea of the settings that we work in which are early intervention. So that's one that I talk about a lot because that's what I do. We go into the home and or preschool of the child and we work with families and daycares and help with toddler communication. We also work in private practices. I see some clients privately as well where we are able to help families, whether it's virtually or we have offices that you can seek out in your area. Uh, We also have speech inpatient, outpatient programs in hospitals, skilled nursing facilities. And as I mentioned before, we work in schools. We do home health care for the geriatric population and beyond. So there are so many different areas that we work in. So as you're listening to this, if you have any concerns in the areas of communication, feeding and swallowing, SLPs are your girls and occasional guys. (laughs) It's just a very female dominated field. 
Okay, so now that you know what an SLP actually is, I want to get into what you should actually be looking for and what are the different qualities of an SLP should be there when you are seeking out therapy for your loved one, your child, yourself. Because like with anything else, we aren't all created equal. And while we generally study the same things, everyone is different. We're all just human. So there are different personalities. So you want to make sure that this is somebody that you will get along with and feel comfortable with because you do spend a lot of time with your speech therapist, whether it's for yourself or for your child. So you want to be able to establish good rapport. It's kind of like picking a spouse or a friend. You don't want to be spending so much time with a person that you don't want to see or you don't feel comfortable with. So it's less effective if you're going to be dreading sessions. You want to make sure that you like this person. Depending on what is recommended to you, you are seeing your speech therapist one to two to three times per week. So you're spending a sufficient amount of time with this person. So take that time to figure out if you will like working with this person long term. And I understand a lot of the time it does take time to establish that rapport, especially between our little ones and knowing how they're going to get along together. It does take a couple of sessions for sure. But if you have that feeling of, okay, I don't think this is going to work out, you can always switch. And this is not to talk negatively about certain SLPs that don't get along with certain children. It's just that some people get along better with others. So the SLP that you may not like so much may be perfect a perfect fit for another family. So there are always SLPs out there that you can find that will be the right fit for you and your child. So of course, every SLP will have their own style of therapy. So when I'm talking about the different qualities of an SLP that you should look for, these are kind of like the bare minimum things that we should all have and strive to look for in our therapists because they are working so closely with our children. First up is you want to find somebody who is a good listener. And I know that that should go without saying, but I think it's tempting for individuals to want to prove what they know. And I get it, especially as a new SLP, you want to show that you do know what you're talking about. And that is important. Of course, you want to be knowledgeable, but I think it's so important that SLPs are good listeners and are listening to parent and family concerns because that's what it's all about. We're going in to help families have a better quality of life. And if your SLP is just coming in trying to spill what they know and tell you how things should be, that's something to kind of signal, okay, well, I need somebody who's going to be really listening to my concerns. One of the first questions an SLP should ask is, what are your goals? At the end of speech therapy, what do you want to see happen? And how can communication make things easier for you and your child and your family? Of course, you want a therapist to be able to tell you this is what is typical and this is what I see. Here are some concerns, but it really starts with what the family concerns are first and you build your goals out from there and the speech therapist should guide you on what is appropriate at the time but it really should start with the foundation of what's going to make life easier for your child and your whole family. Another important quality, I think, is to have somebody that is willing to go the extra mile and to do that research for you. So like I said, we're all human, right? So there are things that we won't know as therapists. And it's important that even if your SLP doesn't know something, 
it's okay as long as she's honest about it and goes and looks for those answers for you to really seek out that support and work as a team with you. This is something that I tell new grads and new SLPs all the time. It's okay if you don't know something and it's better for you to say, I'm not really sure about that. Let me check on it and get back to you because that's so much better than just making something up on the spot for the sake of having this facade that you know everything. And that's just so impossible, especially in our field, which has such a big scope of practice. This is also why I advocate for new SLPs too, because they oftentimes really go that extra mile. They're determined, they're ready to go, they have the most recent research from grad school, it's all fresh in their memory, and they're willing to learn. And that's what you want in an SLP, somebody who is willing to learn. So if you're a parent, you're looking for an SLP, and somebody seems to be too new, consider really giving them a chance because I've seen it where, um, you know, there could be a really seasoned SLP, but sometimes they tend to get really stagnant in what they know because they're like, I've been doing this for so long. And while that is a valuable piece of it to having that experience under their belt, but it's very admirable and beneficial to you if you have an SLP who is willing to learn more and not just settle for what they already know. If you have somebody who's willing to learn, that is such a big component to having a successful speech therapy experience. This goes along with another quality that I really like, and that is an SLP who is not rigid and is able to go with the flow because we can plan as much as we want as SLPs, but with our children and even with our adults and the geriatric population, sometimes things just happen and you can't plan therapy, speech therapy to a T. It just doesn't work and you can have it all written out and have this perfect plan, but when things go awry, can your SLP be flexible and can they turn this event into something that's a learning and teaching experience for you and your family? Can they work with what they have that's right in front of them or do they require a big setup and really need everything to be step by step because that's not how things work and it's important that you have somebody who can really go with the flow and work with what's there. Somebody who can be patient and kind about it. You are, again, spending so much time with this person and your child is spending so much time with this person. We want people who are um, kind and open and compassionate and that will set the tone for your children and this is somebody somebody that's supposed to be setting a good example and a good role model we want our children to emulate patience and kindness and compassion so think about that too because your child who's in speech therapy will be around this SLP as well as your other children who may sit in on sessions. And also think about how good it feels to be around people who are actually kind and nice. It matters. So when you're picking your SLP, I want you to keep that in mind. We want to keep spreading the love, you know? And yeah, does that sound cheesy? Probably, but it is important and it does make a difference. 
So next up, I'm talking about the rapport again and establishing good rapport between your child and your SLP. That, like I said, can take some time, but when you're watching your child interact with your SLP, I want you to see, I mean, you know your child best. Is this someone that your child can work with long-term? And is the SLP trying their best to follow your child's lead, to be patient and work with what the child is giving them? Are they being understanding of tantrums that inevitably happen with our kids? And on the other side of that, as an SLP, I understand how frustrating it is when a child is consistently tantruming But unless it's your child, it's not up to you to be doing the disciplining. You can provide the parent coaching to make things smoother. But I really think that it's important for SLPs to put on their professional hat when they're in these situations. And instead of showing your frustration, it's really important that you work that muscle of patience and just guiding parents through it and giving them some easier solutions. So if you are a parent who is listening right now, your SLP should be giving you constructive advice, teaching you how to hold those strong boundaries and figure out a way through these tantrums. But overall, you're going to be the one implementing all of these boundaries and your SLP is there to be patient and support you through all of it. And I know it can be uncomfortable on both sides if you feel that you maybe aren't the best fit for each other. And I've been on that side of being the SLP who gets switched out (laughs) and it's not fun and it's not comfortable, but it does make you take a step back and zoom out and see, okay, was I doing something wrong? How can I do better the next time, or sometimes it's just not a good fit. And it's important to speak up either way because If you both truly feel like it's not a good fit, there will be an increase in cancellation of sessions, and then you're not going to be as enthusiastic about implementing the strategies, and it's just going to feel like icky every time you have to have a session, and it's not going to benefit the child. It's okay to be honest and say this isn't a good fit because everybody moves on. It's going to be okay. You'll find a new SLP. The SLP is going to find another family that they're better fit with. It's all good. It's so funny that I just keep wanting to compare it to finding a spouse just because it's important and it's someone that you're spending a lot of time with. So the earlier you speak up about it, the better for everybody in the long run. And oh, I've shared this story before, but like my husband and I have this thing that we call sand in the bucket. And what that is, is we say if something upsets us with one another, we call that like a little bit of sand. And it's important to empty out the sand every single time. So we speak up about maybe something that annoyed us or something. And it could be something so little, but if you let that sand continuously build up, sooner or later, that bucket is going to be so heavy, filled with sand and annoyances. And it's going to be like too late to bring it up because at that point, it's like, I should have said something earlier because it wasn't such a big deal. And now I let this thing build up to now like the smallest thing is going to set me off. And the same thing can go for when you're looking for an SLP. She may do a couple of things that are like, eh, I didn't really like that. But then you let it build and build and build. And then all of a sudden you're calling her agency being like, okay, I want to complain about this person when, you know, it's just like little things that if you would have just spoken up in the first place, it wouldn't have gotten so crazy. 
So just like finding a spouse, don't settle for less than what you, your child, your loved one deserves and everybody will be okay and it's just honesty is the best policy. (laughs) I hope this episode was helpful for you, whether you're a parent or an SLP. I wanted to do this episode because one, I want families to know what they can expect from a good SLP. And I also think it's important to strive to look for kindness in people. I hope you do too. And let's make this SLP world go round. (laughs) Okay, so in the middle of recording this, we received, well, if you're an SLP, we received an email from ASHA, which is the American Speech Language and Hearing Association. And they're basically like the governing board of SLPs in the States. So before I get into all of this, if you're a parent and you're not an SLP, you don't really care about this, you could just hop off now. (laughs) Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week. For my SLPs who are sticking around, we received that email about our dues increasing and it's just so crazy because like for the longest time, all of these SLPs, we've been asking, what do our dues even go towards? We're still having to pay all of these fees for extra things and we don't really feel like ASHA backs us up. It's so hard for SLPs to reach higher salaries And so if ASHA was advocating for us and really providing us with more support, I think it would feel more justified that they are increasing our dues. But since it's not, it's just like a smack in the face. And it's just really sad. So there is an account. It's called at Fix SLP. They are on Instagram and they just started a petition. They're getting signatures of all the speech therapists to send this message to ASHA and that what are our dues going towards? And those CCCs, the Certificate of Clinical Competence, we are paying for that to go after a signature in our name, yet we are not getting the support that we need from our governing board. So I'm going to put the link for the petition in the show notes of this episode. If you feel inclined to sign it, please do so. I think the more people from our field speak up, the more chance we will have in getting this message across. In the beginning of this episode, I just listed off a bunch of things that SLPs do, and we do it because we are passionate about the field. We want to help people and make an impact, but it's going to get harder and harder to do that with the lack of support. And so we need to make sure that we advocate for each other so that all of what we're even paying for is funneling back to SLPs who are doing all of the heavy lifting and not just into the the hands of the CEO of ASHA who has not responded to any of our cries for help. And this is not to complain because that's just really not aligned with what I want to create on Talk to Speech. But what I do want to create is a space where people can talk and advocate for each other, have SLPs and parents and everybody just supporting one another. So we need to be aware of everything that's going on. And it's not about the money part because I think if there was value in what Asha was doing for us, I mean, I, yeah, we'd be like, Ugh, we don't want our dues to increase, but it wouldn't be such an uproar. There are always people who are willing to pay more for good services, good products. And what Asha is claiming to provide for us just isn't that. So anyway, I will get off of this soapbox and I will put the link to the petition by Fix SLP in the show notes of this episode. 
So thank you so much for sticking around for all of that. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Talk Tea podcast. I can't wait to be back next week. We'll see what we're talking about next. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you on the next one. 